You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to Star Wars Rebels Alert, the weekly podcast after show where we recap and discuss each and every episode of Star Wars Rebels Season 3. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And we're trying something a little bit different this week. We're using Zencaster. This is kind of this online mixer. Uh, so we're not in the same room, so the dynamic might be a little bit different on the show. We just couldn't get together this week, and we didn't want to miss another week here, especially coming into the last couple episodes of the season. And we want to make sure that we got an episode out to you guys right on time like we normally do. So we're trying this different piece of online software. So fingers crossed that yes. it actually works here. Yeah, bear with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're still kind of wading into this new technology for podcasting and that and just trying to make lives a little more convenient, especially when we have somewhat of a shorter episode to record. Because this episode we're going to discuss today, Double Agent Droid, it was an episode that's found itself stuck in between some of the more exciting and intense episodes. And we know what's going down next week and the couple weeks after. So this could have fell victim to becoming a filler and almost just because of the nature of the characters that are in it but i think as we discuss this episode i'm going to state it out right off the top here that i don't think this is filler at all yeah no i didn't mind this episode at all i was uh i was kind of nervous going into this because i thought it was maybe gonna beat the all-time low episode of uh iron squadron uh if you guys go back a couple episodes you'll know i wasn't a fan of that one i'm glad to say today though that this episode certainly didn't go down that path no, it had a little bit of that progression of the overall narrative, some implications for further episodes, particularly when we get into the Battle of Lothal that's coming, or these this last couple episodes. And it was fun, too. I really enjoyed that dynamic of the characters that they had in the episode. Because we've got Chopper, AP5, and Wedge. These are the, the main characters of this episode. And it's kind of an unlikely ensemble of characters. Yeah, it's, it's really different um, to have these three uh, be the main focal point of the episode, but um, I'm a fan of AP5. I really do like this character, this droid. I think he's actually my favorite droid in Rebels. Yeah, because the dynamic between him and Chopper, it could be compared to that of R2 and 3PO, or even mistaken for copying that, but I don't think it really does that. I think because they've developed these characters well enough, and especially AP5 throughout this season, that they are their individual characters. They have their own personalities, and we know these characters, and the banter between them, I think that's what makes this episode really successful, is AP5 and Chopper's banter, and particularly AP5. He is fantastic in this episode. Yeah, he's great. It's I, I think it's almost like an anniversary episode of when he was first introduced. I think we were introduced to him this time last year, roughly. About, yeah, I think you're right, because he came yeah. in right at the end, right, of, of season two. Yes, that's right. So it's kind of cool, you know, to get more uh, characters from this Rebel Alliance. You know, we don't really get much of Wedge, and we don't really get much of AP5. So I'm really glad that we did get to see these two characters pop up again. Yeah, do you think Wedge is going to be a bigger part of season four? I really do hope so. I hope so, because I feel like he was kind of teased this season, and we didn't get much from him. Actually, I don't think we even got that much of him this episode. I mean, he was around, but I don't feel like we got to dive into Wedge. I was kind of hoping we'd actually maybe even get some glimpses of uh, what you told me from 
the aftermath books is it where wedge yeah because that's when i don't know if they're actually going to explore that because that was he was in an a-wing and it crashed on the top of volcano and he broke his leg that would be neat if they did go into that a bit in season four and do you think he could maybe take the place a bit of sabine like if she doesn't really come back in full capacity that would be pretty cool i would actually really like that especially because you know i would like to see more space battles going into season four and who better to do it than than wedge yeah, so, uh, I, I like that. I like that switch up if they were to put uh, Wedge more in that, that seat. Yeah, yeah. my fingers are crossed that we get to see him in an X-Wing. I really, really think we're going to see them in the last episode of the season. They're going to get their dramatic introduction here. And I'm hoping that Wedge is piloting one of these. But I think that he could play a much larger role in season four. And I'd be happy to integrate some of these other characters that we're more familiar with. We saw Gold Leader, we're seeing Wedge here. So it'd be great to get more of those characters from episode four, from even Rogue One, and integrate them a bit deeper into this continuity that we're building around this timeline with Rebels. I love that. Yeah, definitely want to see some more Rogue One characters pop up. Yeah. Awesome. So the, the, the main focus of this episode was Chopper AP5 and Wedge infiltrating this Imperial station to get some more codes. They seem to always need some sort of Imperial codes to get past planetary security. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's, it's all about Chopper and AP5 here. You said that the Wedge wasn't really involved here. I agree with that. And we get some nice banter at the start here between Zeb and Ezra. They're kind of making fun of Hera for sending the three of these out on a mission. And I, I think that was a neat way to approach it because I felt that Ezra and Zeb were kind of the audience kind of poking at each other saying look what, like what's going on here why are we focusing on these three characters yeah I really do and especially you know with those two Zeb and um, Ezra we got a lot of you know been there before seen it all with uh with Chopper which is pretty neat yeah. you know as opposed yeah. to these two other characters um with um AP5 and, and Wedge we've never really seen that interaction as much no with Chopper yeah no, that was good and I think it was it was neat that the, the individual characters if you look at who they've built with Chopper, him being kind of this, you know, mean and sarcastic robot. You've got AP5, who's very, you know, stiff, regulated, ordered. And you got Wedge, who's kind of almost this innocent kid. And yes. you stick them all together. And then later on in the episode, that weighs in on them believing AP5 or not. And Chopper, they, they notice the change in them. So it's the contrast in characters that they've built that we do end up seeing later on in the episode that actually matters. So that whole thing, it's kind of neat how they've played that into the overall plot here is that it's all about the characters that we know. And and the main villain here that we, we do get introduced to, he's kind of a cool villain. Um, his name is The Controller. He's an Imperial Controller. He kind of has this Lobot feel to him. He's kind of almost, I don't know if he's cybernetic or what the deal is. He seems to be really good at at math he is voiced by josh gad who's an actor that's been bugging daisy ridley a lot lately um oh. he's kind of after her about the last jedi news so if you go onto his instagram and that you'll see him bugging daisy ridley about you know who's the last jedi and he's bringing in other people from the set of the movie they're working on some famous people everyone asking questions about Star Wars. so it's nice to see him getting a piece of the rebels pie here i liked i like him as an actor couldn't really tell in his voice as much um, but the, the overall character is kind of a one and done. Yeah, he had a different angle too. It, it was interesting to see, um, you know, how determined he was to crack the rebels and you know deliver that information and, and, and further the information for Thrawn. So I really like that angle, and, and and you nailed it. You know, we saw this this station full of uh, like Lobot kind of uh, characters, which was uh, pretty neat. Um, speaking of voice actors, actually, I didn't realize, but AP Five, uh, the voice actor for him is also the same voice actor for Obi Wan. So that would be oh really? Cool. Yeah. yeah, he has quite like a few that. voices, I believe. I think he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, that's pretty neat. But yeah, interesting villain of the week. 
Yeah, it very much was that a villain of the week. And like you said, he's he seemed to be overly adamant about pleasing Thrawn, mm-hmm. uh, which was interesting to see because he gets almost further than any other Imperial ever in Rebels. Yeah. <laughs> like He almost ends the Ghost crew and he almost finds the Rebel base uh, yeah, all within one episode. That's something that Thrawn's been doing for the whole season. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Callus was doing for the season before and Vader and all this. So it's interesting that this one character got right to the brink of, you know, finding the base and disposing of the ghost crew all within 30 minutes. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny because this is, I don't know if this is my, um, my fault in this episode or not, but do I give credit to this villain of the week for getting that far with, you know, taking down the Rebel Alliance here? Or do I, uh, do I give uh, some crap towards the Rebel Alliance here? Because they were, they were sleeping they're sleeping this episode. A lot of them were kind of uh, dodo to the fact that, you know, Chopper has totally been compromised, right? Right under their nose. And the only guy that was uh, onto it was AP5 himself. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that about them kind of sleeping here, because one thing I noticed through this whole episode, I know Ezra wasn't a big part of it, but when they were locked down in the cargo hold by the compromised Chopper, he never used the force ever. Like I talked about this last week about the reluctance for him to use the force. And I just don't understand it. I don't know what they're doing. Like why wasn't he using the force when he was stuck in the cargo hold? Yeah. That, and that's been one of my biggest issues this whole season is Ezra's inconsistency. And, and if you guys have been following us, you'll know we've been, we've been talking that a lot this, this season is the inconsistency in Ezra. I mean, why didn't he whip out a lightsaber or use the force at all with those sequences, that scene, right? I don't understand that. So um, I thought that was lacking this episode. But yeah, I get, like I, other I get than it. other than the uh, when he uses the the mind trick, the Jedi mind trick last week, the last three episodes he really hasn't used the Force. So you could almost assume that he was no longer a Jedi or a Padawan. Right. Yeah. Definitely. I did find that kind of weird. Yeah. We see AP five a lot, lone wolfing it here. Um, yes. both in in a good sense and in a bad sense i think that he is you know in a bad sense because he's kind of gone off on his own he left chopper and that's when he got compromised infected and and hacked there and then he kind of saves the day towards the end of this episode as well and the, the continued banter throughout the whole episode with ap5 did you ever find it, it wore on you a bit? Like, I, I really loved it. I loved what he was doing, but I could see how people, sometimes even with C-3PO, it's, it kind of gets a little bit, you're like, okay, I've heard enough of this. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, for C-3PO, it, it definitely runs a toll with me. I do find C-3PO, you know, gets a little annoying, but I guess because this season's lacked so much AP5, it worked for me. I enjoyed pretty much every bit of them, except towards the end, but we'll get there. But uh, throughout the whole episode, no, I really liked AP5, and... Um, yeah, I enjoyed his banter back and forth with um, with Chopper, and I, and I was rooting for the droid. You know, I was really like, "Come on, guys, listen up to this, listen up to uh, AP Five. Like he he knows what he's talking about here." So. Yeah, he's a, he's a lot of fun. Like I said earlier, like I think that was the crux of the episode. It was just a fun episode. Like mm-hmm. AP Five for me is thoroughly engaging. I just everything he's spewing off, I'm like, okay, this is funny. I get this. I like it. I like what they're doing here. It seems to me it fits in this Rebels universe mm-hmm. really well. Yeah, and, and you know, and it serves both, right? I mean, at the end of the day, too, it is also a kid's show, but it also appeals to uh, the mature audience as well. And I found this episode did so for, for both. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So after Chopper is compromised by the controller, uh, we do find them linking up at the rendezvous point with Ezra, Zeb, 
and Harold, which was nice because about halfway through the episode, we did get the crew coming back together here. We got some more from Hera, from Zeb and Ezra. And I like the interaction between all of them and even having Wedge in there interacting a bit more with Ezra and Zeb. I think that's kind of where I got this idea of maybe he's going to be a bit more ingrained into season four. And that's kind of what I'm looking for there. And the banter back and forth was good. I really liked when AP5 was making these pleas to Hera and everyone's kind of brushing him off as the, hey. this paranoid droid. Just go away. We don't need to listen to you. But we do see later on, actually, the controller dropping them out of hyperspace. And then Chopper takes control of the ship and ends up putting the whole crew down to the cargo hold. And we're getting, you know, very close here to them discovering the location of the base, the controller that is. And I like this kind of status spike thing that they're using because for me, it gave me like this visual cue about how much longer they had in the episode to actually stop them from obtaining the information that they're looking for. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, there, there was a lot going on there. Um, Hera, Hera almost kind of stole the episode coming up to this point too, right? With her interaction yeah. uh, between her and AP5 going uh, going a little further into it. Yeah. Yeah, she goes into beast mode there towards the end, <laughs> I've never which seen I like. I like seeing that side of her. I really appreciate what they did there. She was not playing around, and you you got the sense of the whole crew kind of you know getting their back up. Like, whoa, she's not messing out. I think I think it's Ezra that actually brings that up. Yeah, and the scene when we go outside of the ship, we have AP five. He's out trying to override the controls to get the crew out of the cargo hold, and then we have Chopper flying in blasters in hand. <laughs> I was like, I was at first as soon as I saw, it, I was like, "Whoa, this is pretty crazy." But yeah. I, again, I kind of liked it. It fit into the episode. Yeah, no, it definitely did. That was interesting. You know, Chopper, yeah, guns blazing, going after AP Five. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, like we said at the top, this is this is a pretty straightforward episode. It's it's not a dense episode. It's more of a fun episode. It's a bit of a breather before we get into the intense episodes that we have in the next two weeks here. But before this episode ends, we have we have AP5 sent off into space by Chopper. Um, the Ghost crew managed to retake the ship. They overload the power for the controller ship and end up destroying that and destroying him. So this one and done, freak of the week type of villain is gone. They do make specific mention that the data core was destroyed. So there's no threat to the Ghost crew, to the Rebellion immediately here. But... <laughs> As AP5 is floating off into space, we get kind of this strange little musical montage where AP5 is floating. He's got these pink whatever they are floating around in him. He's kind of singing to himself. He's come to terms with what could be his potential demise. And then he is quickly picked up by the ghost crew in a, just a brilliant zoom across the screen. We've got AP5 right to the cargo hold. Did you take issue with this? Because I kind of liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't know what was going on here. When I saw this, I was like, wait, like, did we go to a commercial break and they're promoting something completely different? I had, <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. And then I, I thought maybe it's a weird dream se sequence. Uh, but no, no, this was this was real. I, You know what? It wouldn't have been so bad if it wasn't for those um, those pink space birds. I don't, I don't know yeah. what they were. Um, but, but again, like I said, you know, this, this whole episode, I was loving AP five, um, just this last sequence took me out a little bit, but again, going back, you know, it is a, a kid's show, uh, as much as it is, uh, a mature show as well. And like you said, you know, this episode, I really do feel like was meant to be just some fun before we get into like the real nitty gritty of the season. Right. So yeah, it, it does make sense what they're doing here. Yeah. And one thing I did forget to mention was, and I, I don't know if this is true or not, but this is as far as I can remember, 
Um, when AP5 goes and meets Wedge in the bathroom, or the refresher as he calls it, um, this has got to be one of the first, if not the first occurrence of someone taking a leak in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I've never seen the Star Wars urinals before. That was... <laughs> It was kind of strange. It was it was a focal point too, a bit. Like they spent a bit of time in the bathroom, and he, you know, he kept saying "refresher." I have to go to the refresher, and yeah. I thought it was it was kind of it was funny banter in there because it's like AP five, you know, Wedge is trying to, to take a leak, and AP five is right on his shoulder telling, him, "Oh, good idea." But I, it was a cool scene. But all I could think about was like, I don't think we've ever seen a washroom in Star Wars before. No, never. And that, that might not be true. So those out there listening, if if it's not true, I'd love to know where else, other than the couple episodes ago, or was it through Imperial Eyes, they did show, I don't know if there's a urinal in his oh, bedroom or not, but there's yeah. a sink. There was the sink, yeah, when there's like the third person or first person. Uh, yeah. Movie, right, yeah. So I don't know if it's like a jail cell where they have a toilet and a sink in their bedroom or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did think that was kind of funny That's here. A good point, yeah. <laughs> Overall, though, a good episode. I, I had a lot of fun with this episode. And like I said, I think it is kind of that breather, that break before we get into next week's episode, Twin Sons. How excited are you to see this Maul and Obi-Wan duel? They released a small clip. I stayed away from it. I don't want to see anything. Um, I think it was just a, a few more scenes of Maul and Obi-Wan. I don't know if you ever see them engaging, but I just said to myself, I don't want to see anything. I want to experience this for the first time on TV next Saturday. This might be a, I usually watch these on Sunday. So this might be a Saturday night viewing, live viewing. Cause I just don't know. I'd have to stay off Twitter, Facebook, all this, because it's going to be huge. This episode, this could be bigger than the season finale. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I've throughout this whole season, I've stayed away from clips. Uh, I'm definitely yeah. going to do it with this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sneak peek at all. I'm going to watch this on Saturday for sure. I've been anticipating this fight for oh, quite some time. I can't wait to see this. And yeah, like you said, this could rival uh, last year's um, ep- season season finale with uh, Twilight Apprentice. I know this isn't the season finale, but this episode could be up there. Um, this is this is going to be a huge duel. You know, it's been something we've seen in the making since, you know, Phantom Menace, basically. So yeah, I can't wait to see this. Hugely anticipated, and this is followed by the season finale, which is going to be Thrawn's big episode. It looks like he discovers the Rebel base, and we're going to have a massive space battle here. We're probably going to see the return of Sabine and the Mandalorians. I'm hoping we get some X-Wings fighting TIE Defenders out in space. This is going to be a massive, massive episode. And so it's exciting to be into the Star Wars Rebels universe. We've got two huge episodes coming down the pipe here. Yep following this relatively fun episode. And at Celebration, they're doing a panel with Dave Filoni and special guests discussing season four of Rebels. So we don't have to wait that long after the season finale to find out a bit more of what's going on in season four. Last year at Celebration, they did give us the clips of Thrawn. I don't know how much of the animation they've done as of yet for season four, but maybe we're going to get an idea of if Thrawn survives if he's going to continue to be a villain or if we can get the return of Vader. So it's immensely exciting that we don't have to wait too long to get a little bit more information on Rebels. Yeah, no, I, I can't wait. And uh, going off of the, the trailer, I mean, a prediction, I think we're going to see uh, Palpatine. I think we're going to see Emperor Palpatine appear uh, for any kind of glimpse in uh, Star Wars Celebration. Just because nice. I do think um, next week's episode is going to be the end of Maul, but the same voice actor, Sam Witter, also did do the voice acting for Palpatine. And I don't think they're going to waste that guy's uh, talent at no. the end of the season. So I, I think we're going to see Palpatine, hopefully. Oh, I can't wait, man. Yeah. Can't wait. It's going to be an exciting few weeks. Star Wars Rebels this is a great breather, like we said. Mm-hmm. I think that 
you know, AP five really Sean here, hoping to see him into season four in a big way. Wedge like to see more of him, like to explore that character, build yeah. that character up. Cause we've only got a year or two before he's the wedge that we've seen in a new hope. So he's got a long way to develop to get to that wedge character. And hopefully they do that in rebels. Yeah. Short period of time to do so. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Hopefully shines a lot next season. Yep. Well, all in all, man, that that's about wraps it up here for our after show with a short episode. Um, great episode. And I'm really looking forward to getting down into it next week. Absolutely. So if you guys would like to be a part of the episode, you can always email us at thenerdrm at gmail.com. You can comment on our Facebook or YouTube pages, or you can always hit us up on Twitter. Our handles are at the end of the episode. Troy and I were always kicking around on Twitter, and we love to hear your questions. If you're interested in more Star Wars and nerd-related news, we have another podcast in the same feed you're listening to right now, and it drops every Thursday, and we discuss all things comic books and movies. We're going to be discussing some of the big trailers that dropped last week, Wonder Woman, Guardians of the Galaxy. We had some images from Thor. We're finally getting a look at that movie. So if that interests you, make sure to check us out every single Thursday where we're talking all that nerd news. All right, man. Well, that was short and sweet. But we will be back next week to discuss Twin Suns in all kinds of depth. I'm sure we're going to be gushing over this episode. Really excited to see it. So make sure you tune back here next week for your Star Wars Rebels after show. All right, guys. Well, until then, for Star Wars Rebels Alert, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM and TroyTheBoy87. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search The Nerd Room Podcast. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find other podcasts on the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Generation X-Wing, Tumbling Saber, Rogue Squadron Podcast, and the Skyhopper Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.